Welcome to Ed Talks, an audio podcast presented by Achieve Minneapolis and the Citizens League in partnership with Indigo Education and Pollen. Ed Talks is a lively series of community conversations about public education and related issues that impact our young people. Each Ed Talks features two compelling short presentations by cutting edge educators, youth advocates, students, artists, or community leaders. Ed Talks is supported by generous grants from the Bush Foundation and the Vern C. Johnson Family Foundation. This Ed Talks focuses on the role of career and technical education in the 21st century. Our featured speaker is Sarah Etzel. Sarah is Director of Career and Technical Education for Minneapolis Public Schools and a National America Achieves Fellow. At MPS, Sarah is leading an innovative team of educators in a systems change effort to expand access to co-curricular STEM experiences, develop career exploration opportunities that align with Minnesota's world's best workplace legislation, and create experiential learning that better equips students to succeed in a wide range of disciplines. This Ed Talk was recorded in front of a live audience at Ice House in Minneapolis on January 14, 2019. So hi, I am Sarah Etzel, and if this was a 12-step program, I'd say I'm Sarah and I'm a change agent. <laughs> so my title is Director of Career Tech Ed for Minneapolis Public Schools, and some of you may or may not have checked me out on LinkedIn before you came tonight. Some of you may have just gotten wrangled in and come. Some of my team members may have felt they had to come. They did not. Um, but if you knew a little bit about me, I'm not just an educator. I'm not just a director. I'm not just a compliance expert on federal legislation that has to do with money. Um, but I'm really passionate about this work. And I really do believe in change, but not just for the sake of change, which seems to happen a lot in education. I think many of the people in the room, every three years we know something new is coming up. And it changes over and over and over again until you come back to where you started. And so it's. I'm just really hopeful that something that I might say tonight might make you go, we did that 10 years ago and it worked, yay, it's back. Or, wow, maybe there is something new. Um, but my hope is that you will hear a message from me tonight that will make you realize that this whole career tech ed thing is not hard. It's really not hard. It's common sense and everybody in this room can have a part in it. And so I've got notes here. I have no idea. My, my team's probably laughing at me that I even typed anything up because I tend to just talk. Um, but first of all, I really did want to know, I kind of learned from some people who might be in the room. And those of you who are in Career Tech Ed, you know about the career wheel and there are, you know, it's like this big pizza pie, right? And there are six quadrants on and then there's the center that's the really good stuff. But when I say the career field that you think you represent, can you just raise your hand so I can see who's here and, or I'll try to see who's here. Um, so I understand where you're coming from and what your journey might have been to get you to the seat that you're in today. Um, so I'll start at the top of the wheel. We usually call it the green section. It's agricultural, food and natural resources. It's kind of like green energy, it's farming. We don't have too many fields here. I came from Iowa, so that was a big one for me. Don't see anybody really raising their hand. How about business, administrative, marketing maybe? Entrepreneurs, yeah, some things going on there. 
web, communications, digital graphics, IT, cybersecurity, printing. Used to be printing, we don't do too much of that, you know, ink on paper anymore, but we, that was my world. Um, how about human services, educators by chance? <laughs> the legal profession, human services. Um, how, uh, let's see, who else do I want in there? Somebody can shout one out that I'm forgetting. Um, in our world, we still have cosmetology at one of our schools, so um, we do do that in Minneapolis. Health science, we should have a little bit of that. Health technology, the hospital trade, things like that. And how about the last one? Anything related to STEM, engineering, technology, engineering, manufacturing, et cetera, et cetera, logistics, transportation. Um, so if you didn't know, we have a little bit of all of that somewhere in Minneapolis public schools. We don't have a big shiny building that says come to me and we will put you on your way. We have pockets of innovation happening in all different spots of the city because long ago in this great city and school district, we used small learning communities and career and technical education as a desegregation tool. And we put it intentionally in pockets that forced people to go back and forth across the city to discover something they didn't know about. Well, it was funded for a while, and then we went on to community schools because there, was, there had been a grant that funded some of that. I don't know all of the details of it. It was a little bit before my time. But I was on the last end of that when I came to Washburn High School. And I came there to teach engineering and robotics. They hired me. I'd worked in industry for oh, 15 years. I actually worked in the printing industry, so I used to be the purple quadrant of the wheel. I have an undergraduate in industrial technology, so I think like an engineer. My whole family are engineers. I'm not an engineer. My mother told me I couldn't do math. Please, don't tell someone what they can't do. But she's still my greatest advocate, and she's my best cheerleader, so that's okay. Um, so from there, I came to Minneapolis because somebody said, you're a woman. You can teach in a field that is underrepresented by women and our hope is that you'll come to this high school and rebuild this program. And I went there, and oh my gosh, I thought high school kids were going to be easy. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I've been working with middle school kids and elementary kids when I was a reserve teacher and an EA and things like that before I got my degree. I'm like, oh, I can handle this. They're going to be so much more mature. This is going to be great. Oh, was I wrong? The hormones were raging. But I went, to, I went to Washburn High School, and I went in as a female teacher. I survived my first year, which was the first really, really big success story for me. And I learned that as I promoted my program, I wasn't promoting it because I wanted my students to become engineers. I was promoting that type of learning because I wanted them to look at the world in a different way. I wanted them to wonder how something worked. And I didn't want them to be afraid to get the screwdriver out and dismantle it and deconstruct it and figure out what it is. And, and in some cases, this was common in my family, gosh, a guy must have made this because I would never have done it this way. My dad is a left-handed, he's a southpaw. And he's like, nobody built for my world. But I had kids who were failing other classes. I had kids who were homeless that I didn't know at the time. I had kids taking drugs. 
I had kids who were, you know, athletes. I had kids who were taking AP. I had kids who were going to be, you know, from top to bottom of the socioeconomic spectrum, from the academic learning spectrum, from the belief structure that what people thought they could and couldn't do. They were all in my class. And then I'd have a dean, you know, come to my door. How come Jonah's passing your class? What do you mean? Why is Jonah passing my class? He's doing the work. Well, he's not passing any other class. Maybe this thing called career and technical education is relevant to him. Maybe it's contextual. Maybe he liked the opportunity to tear something apart and try to put it back together and not be able to do it, but nobody told him that that was wrong. We gave him the chance to try and try again. And I had a big bulletin board on my wall that said, fail faster to succeed sooner. Let's figure out everything that doesn't work so we can forget about it. And let's build something that's awesome. And we had great conversations. And what was really powerful about the style of learning that was happening in my classroom was I wasn't a teacher. I was a facilitator of learning. I had a lab that had computers all the way around it. I had electrical tape all over the floor for the robots that we were using. We needed sensors, and that was the only flat surface I had at the time. And I walked in circles every hour because kids were engaged in what was going on and they only needed to ask me a question every now and again. They had everything they needed. They had the internet. They could Google. They could do whatever they needed to do to find the answer. They had a peer sitting on the left and on the right. And they could turn either direction and ask a question for how should I be doing this? The only rule I had in my classroom is nobody else could touch your mouse. If you were learning 3D CAD modeling, nobody could click for you. You could discuss it, you could talk about it, you could research it together, but ultimately you had to learn what happened when you were engaged in the process. And the really great thing was, again, the person on the left was a bad date last weekend and you don't want to talk to him anymore. And the person on the right is sick or either really far behind from where you are or ahead of you. There was always that little question mark for the software that they could actually get that inanimate object to give them an answer. And so we had great, great experiences in that classroom. And then I did something that I'm not sure was the smartest move but it actually has turned out really well. Somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, we got this grant, and they need this secondary STEM coordinator at the district office. We've got an industry partner who wants to invest $1.2 million in the kids, and you seem to be the right person to come and do on a grander scale what you've been doing in this little tiny ecosystem. And so I went. And a really good friend of mine said, you know, in two years, nobody's going to think you're a credible teacher anymore. And it might be true. I've got a teacher that I help fund down here. He's probably going, uh-huh. But in reality, whether you raised your hand when I said, are you an educator, or you didn't, 
I like to believe that at some level you're going to be a teacher forever. Because otherwise, what's your contribution on the planet? So I went on to do this secondary STEM coordinator thing, and Governor Dayton, who's no longer, right, it was his first year in office, and he said, we're bringing STEM to the north side. I'd been in a position that I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing, and all of a sudden I was supposed to do this career fair thing is what they wanted it to be. I'm like, no, it's gotta be so much more than that. And no, I'm not just doing it for the kids on the north side, I'm doing it for all the kids. I understand in this city that we sometimes think that because your zip code is this or your area code is that, or your parents have this job or don't have that job, that you were either destined to greatness or destined to failure. And I absolutely refuse to get on that bandwagon. Now, is there everything that, do I know everything about diversity and inclusion? Absolutely not. I am a white girl who grew up in the middle of Iowa where the soil is really rich and deep. My dad worked for John Deere all his life, but I think I have a pretty good work ethic. And I actually believe you can do whatever you set your mind to. So again, I look at this sign over here, which is one of those things that I'm really, really proud of, um, which is supposed to be on like, you know, page seven. I've done nothing that's on these slides, by the way. <laughs> I'm really proud of Career Tech Ed in Minneapolis. Do we have it figured out 100% for the kids that we serve? Absolutely not. Does every kid need the exact same thing when they walk into my healthcare program or the Entrepreneurship Academy? or our web and digital graphics class? What about auto and our native? We have some awesome programs. Do we have enough money? Nope. Will we ever? Nope. Are people talking about us right now? This last political season was the best thing for career tech ed. Y'all talked about us, except you referred to us as vocational education, or shop class, or the trades, or whatever. And in reality, if you work anywhere on that career wheel, your career in technical education. Every single career field, every job, every opportunity, whether paid or unpaid, fits on that wheel somewhere. And every person who can raise their hand when I talk about one of those is contributing to society. So if I really had 20 more minutes, which I have no idea how much time I have, five minutes, what I really wanted to talk to, and I'm actually gonna read something, because I was really inspired. So like, I'm one of those researchers, right? So I like to research things. And I'm online going, there's gotta be a YouTube video on how to give a TED Talk, which there are. There's gotta be a way that you're supposed to give your message, and it's like, here's what it is. Here's what we want it to be. Here's what it is. Here's what I want it to be. Well, in reality, what I want is the budget that I turned, on and turned in in round one last Wednesday, I want it funded in full. <laughs> that would be awesome. I asked for about $2 million more million than I have right now. And guess what? The answer is no unless you asked. One year I asked for four computer labs. People are like, you can't touch the referendum money. I asked and we got it. Because my team knows how to justify and leverage funds from lots of resources. And we will continue to do that every single day that we show up. We will leave at the end of the day exhausted. I truly believe, and no offense to any other Minneapolis public school employee, and I know how hard it is to be a first grade teacher because I was there and said never again. 
but my team is the first there and the last to leave on second floor North Tower just about every day of the week. And it's because we believe what we're doing. So I do need to run through a few facts. I don't have a slide deck. They told me I could have 20 minutes, so I'm going to take 25. <laughs> but a couple of things, and this is where I'm going to read. So a few did you knows, because there's a lot of things that you might not know that you didn't know. Did you know that Minneapolis has 12 state-approved career and technical education programs of study in which our students can earn college credit or an industry-recognized certificate? They can become a concentrator in a career field, and if they do so, they have a 15.8% higher chance of graduating on time compared to their comprehensive high school students and peers who don't take at least three semesters of career tech ed. Did you know that career tech ed in Minneapolis public schools serves over 3,000 unique students every single year? We are not just the class down in the basement or down the hallway. And if you count the students who are taking more than one class, typically two semesters, we have over 4,400 students who are on a pathway to graduate on time just because they work with the 27 great teachers that I fund in the district. Did you know that a career and technical education teacher actually costs the school district 35% less than every other teacher in the district because of the state levy? There's a CTE levy that does not require resident voting, I'm going to say that wrong, it doesn't require a vote by the city, which is a good and a bad thing, I know, if you own property here. But for every, you know, $100,000 that I spend, I get $35,000 back next year to fund for career tech ed. So if you believe in this initiative, it's an opportunity that we can really maximize our dollars. Let's see. Did you know that in the last year alone, Minneapolis Public Schools increased their enrollment of female students in non-traditional female career pathways over the prior year. That means that we have more women this year going into automotive, welding, construction, engineering. Not sure if I'm forgetting one right now. I'm in front of a mic. Let's see. Did you know that even though career tech ed is not a part of the advanced academics department, that over 60% of the courses we offer right now are eligible for college credit. And last year, if every student who was enrolled in one of those classes had passed, we would have given out over 4,400 college credits with a very easy nominal amount value of about $770,000 intuition. Now there are some caveats to that and that's all in the fine print and I can go over that if anybody wants to know about it. But we're doing great things in career tech ed in Minneapolis public schools and not enough people are talking about it. And so my message tonight was supposed to be careers start here. And they don't just start in Minneapolis public schools and they don't just start in the career tech ed wing. They start when people like you and me talk about it. We talk about the benefits of it. We say, hey, did you know? You talk about young people. You talk to young people. 
about opportunities that are out there. You start talking about what comes next now. You start working on career awareness activities in pre-K three. You start exploring that and raising awareness, fifth through eighth. You give hands-on, tangible, complex, rigorous experiences to our kids so they can go work for Fairview, Alina, Abbott, whoever, right? And a really interesting tidbit that has to be said tonight, our workforce needs are so great in the state of Minnesota that every week I get a phone call or an email saying, why aren't you promoting this more? However, in health care alone, if every senior in high school right now, everyone across the state, I'm not talking just here, everywhere, right? If every single one of those graduating seniors chose health care, they would still have a shortage. And that doesn't count the plumbers we need, right? The auto technicians we need, the engineers we need, the cybersecurity people we need, the prime drivers we need to get our goods, right, at the end of the day. So my ask tonight is this, and I better make sure. You know, I had this really great quote in here from Steve Jobs, too, and I never even got to it. It's really sad, isn't it? There's good stuff in these notes. So I better say it at least. So I did steal something, right? So I stole this concept from Steve Jobs' 2007 iPhone talk, his launch. I changed it just a little. Every once in a while, a revolutionary idea comes along that changes everything. And in this instance, all it is is you having a meaningful conversation with a young person in the city of Minneapolis about what comes next, sharing with them why you are passionate to do the work you do every single day, sharing them that it's not a straight line from A to B always. They might have to climb a jungle gym and go up and back and sideways and down. But there's so much opportunity in this city we have amazing people here. We have amazing teachers here. But it isn't just my job. I just have the title. And I get the mic. So thanks for listening. I could talk for hours. And if anybody wants to see this, maybe I'll actually post this with the resources, Jennifer, wherever you are. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, I didn't say a lot that's on here. But you got, we have kids that need you. We have little ones and big ones. Please don't just focus on the elementary grade three reading because I got kids graduating in May who are just on the cusp of what comes next and they don't know what comes next because I'm only helping 3,000 of them a year. Thanks. Ed Talks is presented by Achieve Minneapolis and the Citizens League in partnership with Indigo Education and Pollen. Thanks to our generous sponsors, the Bush Foundation and the Vern C. Johnson Family Foundation. For more information on Ed Talks, or to watch Ed Talks videos, or listen to audio podcasts, please visit AchieveMPLS.org.